Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus it's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al and Brian. I wanted to give a shout out to Christian Caffrey too, because I saw a quote, I hadn't seen this, but Kyle Shanahan, I don't know when he said it, that basically Christian McCaffrey is a walk-on player in all pros by meaning his work ethic is like of somebody mm. who doesn't have a spot, you know, just has to earn mm-hmm. everything. And Peter King, who is going to be on our show tomorrow. Yeah, um, yes. Really excited about that. Had something in his column today that Sunday was his 25th game in the Niners. He's given the Niners 2,920 total yards and 30 touchdowns. Just 30. been absolutely all pro level stuff. Again, just another person, when you look at it, like his stats are just insane. His stats are insane. Purdy's stats are insane. This defense is coming together insane. It's a different receiver every week. It's a Kittle game or it's an Ayuk game or it's a Debo game. Just pick your poison with with the squad right now. And it's it, it feels good for all the worrying we did about a month ago. And it was warranted because sure. there were some issues. This team has come back after the bye. They looked themselves in the mirror and, and have just put themselves to the elite of the elite the league. You know, and 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 we talked about what this team looks like with Trent Williams and Debo on the field and what it looks like without, you know, and and again, I, I talked about what, you know, how many points they've scored again in the eight games that they've had both from start to finish. The lowest point total is 27, right? So they've scored 30 or more in every game that those two have played except for one. And that mm. one game was 27, which is nothing to sneeze at in the NFL. And it just goes to show like neither one of those guys would ever win an MVP unless they put up unless Debo put up insane, insane numbers as a well, he would have to be putting up Tyreek Hill numbers, who is is probably along with Christian McCaffrey, the only two non quarterbacks that should even be mentioned in in MVP conversations. And and you could argue that maybe they should be mentioned higher than any quarterback this year, just based on what the quarterback play has looked like, although again. That's no shade to Brock Purdy, who, again, I think is a, is a legitimate MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. But what's wild is if Purdy wins the MVP, Christian McCaffrey could end up 
without any award because if Purdy wins MVP, I would assume Tyreek Hill would win Offensive Player of the Year, and rightfully so. If you look at what Tyreek Hill is doing in, in Miami, it's unreal. It's unreal. He's likely going to put up the first 2,000-yard season in, in NFL history for a wide receiver. He needs 500 and change, and he has five games left to do it. So out, barring injury, I would assume he will, and then he'll just yeah. continue to add touchdowns. But again, you look at Christian McCaffrey, and the the Eagles made it a point on their defensive game plan that Christian McCaffrey wasn't going to beat them. And the amount of gravity they gave to Christian McCaffrey allowed a lot of what we saw in the middle of the field uh, with Juwan Jennings, with Debo Samuel, with guys like that. Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, that that third down catch that that Jennings made, the only reason he was open is because the uh, the middle defender, the robber in a cover one, uh, his his role was to double Christian McCaffrey. And the minute that he went to Christian McCaffrey is when Purdy went to to Jennings. And you know, congratulations to Jawan Jennings who who left Philadelphia with a son uh, by the name of Eli Ricks after that touchdown where he just threw him onto the sideline and said, get the hell out of my way. I'm scoring a touchdown here. Um, but, and that's the thing is like, you look at, you look at the guys that they have. And, and one of the things that I loved is Trent Williams, Trent Williams was asked about, uh, Debo Samuel and essentially what he said, or no, was it Nick? It was either Nick Bosa or Trent Williams. I can't remember who one of the two was asked about Debo Samuel. And essentially they were like, Debo Samuel is the definition of unselfish, right? Like he's a guy that got paid and, and when you get paid, you want to, you want to prove that you were worth what you got paid. And yet he doesn't complain. He doesn't do, he does what is asked of him. And then in, when the lights are the brightest, Debo Samuel says, get on my back. I will carry us. And that's what he did yesterday. He stood on business, all 10 toes and said, I meant what I said. And I said what I meant. And we beat your ass 42 to 19. And if we had Brock in the championship game, the results likely would have been very similar. So kudos to kudos to the team for talking that shit and not only backing it up, but just unequivocally showing that that team in Philadelphia is not in the same class as, as San Francisco went healthy. And I, that's not even, that's not shade. That's just, being realistic if if we're being perfectly honest yeah and you look at the, you look at the production they put up on offense and i guess i didn't realize this the defense has only given up or the team has only given up more than 19 points in three games this season mm-hmm. they eight games with 19 points or less i mean how are you going to beat a team that scores 30 every game when you can't pick 20 against them the yeah. vikings for as well as they moved the ball only scored 22 the rams scored 23 in that Cincinnati game, which was a train wreck. They got 31. But again, those happen over the course of the season. But you're just looking at a team that, again, is firing on all cylinders on both sides of the ball. A lot of credit to, and I'm going to ask Peter King about this tomorrow, so I don't want to get too into it today. But mm-hmm. what John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have done to get this roster where it is, to get this coaching staff where it is, that there's three head coaches right now coaching legal around the staff. There's, there's, mm-hmm front office guys who are running teams elsewhere. They've just built this factory of just production and just elite eliteness. That's even a word at every mm-hmm. level at the front office, of the coaching staff. Yeah. They've made their mistakes. Trey Lance was a, the Trey Lance trade was a huge blunder, but when you're so 
good at everything else, you can yeah. almost they, they brushed it under the rug. Mm -hmm. They traded three first round picks or whatever you want to call it, multiple first round picks to move up to number three to draft a QB of the future, got rid of him within three years, and it got brushed under the rug. No other team can do that. That's how good they've been in every other facet where they could say like, yeah, we made this probably one of the worst trades in the history of the NFL, and it doesn't matter because we're still going out and kicking everybody's ass. Right now, it doesn't matter. And if Brock is your quarterback and it looks that way, it doesn't matter. It's insane. So a lot of credit to them. And I wanted to ask Peter that tomorrow yeah. a little bit to, to talk because yeah, I know he'd spend time around them. Want to hear? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and and not only not only are they able to brush it under the rug, but they're able to brush it under the rug because they drafted a guy better than him. Right? It's not. It's not that they. It's not like the Jets where they could sweep Zach Wilson under the rug because they went and got Aaron Rodgers. Right? Yeah, no, they they drafted. They drafted another guy with the last pick in the draft, saw something in him that they liked, and and then the rest has been, you know, magical history. But this you think yeah, Sal is gonna get fired? I do. I, I I genuinely do. And and earlier in the season, I was like, sweet, right? Like Bobby Sauls, come back home. But I I really have been impressed with what Steve Wilkes has done with this defense. And I I, I don't know. You know, I, I would imagine that that I don't know that Kyle Shanahan would would blow it up again just to because Sala is available. Um, I would imagine Sala would probably find a defensive coordinator position somewhere else. Yeah. Or if he doesn't want to do that, he could come back to the 49ers, be their linebackers coach or whatever, and then, you know, take over for whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But but um, but I, like I said, I've after after this Eagles game, I've I'm, I'm fully on the. Steve Wilkes is doing a great job bandwagon because yeah, he, like I said, he deserves this. Yeah. Yeah. He's changed. The narrative. You know, yeah, for sure. And we, we joked about it, but it seems to have made all the difference in the world for him to be down on the sideline. And I, I can't, I don't know how to equate <laughs> that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I can't, did, I don't, huh? I don't know that there's a tangible reason why, but it's evident. <laughs> it's evident that, that it is going better. Um, the one thing that I thought was interesting uh, yesterday was I don't feel like I saw Chase Young as much as I anticipated I would and I tweeted out about it and you know there were people that were replying saying and I think most of them were commanders fans saying his knee is not you know his knee is still not right and and maybe that is the case I don't know and that scares me a little bit in terms of you know is this team gonna try and, and resign him or extend him or whatever but you know that's a that's an offseason situation um, but I, on, I mean, I legitimately, there's nothing I can point to this game that was a negative outside of the Dre Greenlaw situation. And honestly, two things, one fat Dom, as you called him, and I will continue to call him that Dom know. has no business Dom, being big Dom. I don't know. They call him big. They call him big Dom, but fat Dom, I like better because, but he has no business a being in the paint, right? No business being there. Or two, putting his hands on a player. No business. And mm -hmm. I genuinely mm -hmm. think the NFL is going to come down either on him or the Eagles or both. And we saw already this season a, a team photographer for the Dolphins who gave Tyreek Hill his cell phone for Tyreek Hill to, to do a touchdown celebration. He had, his, he had his sideline credentials revoked for the rest of the season. I don't see any reason why Dom, Fat Dom should not have the same punishment but two, I don't think there was anything wrong with the tackle that Dre Greenlaw made. 
I don't understand why that tackle was flagged in the first place. If you watch, right, if you elevate a player and slam him down, that's a penalty. But if you watch that, he has him around the waist and he rolls over and uh, Smith's foot, his left foot stays on the ground the whole time. It never leaves the ground. So not only should that not have been a penalty for the for the tackle, but there should have been some conversation about this dude initiated with our player. I mean, Kyle Shanahan was incensed, absolutely yeah, incensed he he been. during the game and after the game. It's like, I don't understand why a non-coach or a non is putting their hands on a player. Never should have happened. Dre Greenlaw, you got a reputation though. And you got to understand that, right? You are the Dre Draymond Green, Dre Green Law, Draymond Green. You are the Draymond Green of the San Francisco 49ers. You've got a you've got a reputation. You got to figure out a way to to kind of keep it keep it cool. But I understand and I appreciate it. Aziz Al Shire tweeted out during the game. If if a non coach put his hands on me, it would have I, I would have reacted the same way. So yeah. I appreciated Aziz backing up his guy because. Again, that never, ever, ever should have happened. But to me, that's the only negative from this game. I don't think you can take any other negative away 